1: your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends, just the duo of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles and teams like Scrammy's top with cheese, it's Philadelphia, bullshit. Bo- Exactly. Get a cool dance too. When Zach runs off with this Valley Key, he's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a brand. Get loose. It's time for some juice on some friends. The early bird gets the worm. prefers getting turned like a turn on some friends. Zach coming at you with steps and things like friends. We are going to rip out friends. the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their friends. eyeballs. We're going to start every segment watching the scene from the last of the where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Thursday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to bring you the latest about the Philadelphia Eagles after a bi-week practice for the Eagles today. We talked to Jalen Hurts, who did not throw at practice. We'll talk about uh, how worrisome that might be uh, later in the show. We're going to be joined by Greg Rosenthal from NFL Media, from the Around the NFL podcast. We're going to talk about his preseason prediction that the Eagles would win the Super Bowl. And uh, his his free agents. We're going to have a little draft about playoff teams. It's going to be a fun conversation. But before we do that, uh, it is time for round three. Of the soup draft, <laughs> um, I think one of the most thought-provoking exercises we've ever had um, on Birds of Friends. Uh, all kinds of reaction, uh, Marissa. Uh, I believe you are up, and I think at this point, I know that we've all talked to our spouses about this. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you let Michael? Why don't you make your pick uh, on Michael's behalf, and then rounds three and four can be the significant others portion of the draft.
2: Okay, so. I'm making Michael's pick for three. Yeah. Right?
1: Well, it will okay. be, these will be marriages of soups. So you've got you've got broccoli, cheddar, and tomato, I believe, yes. right?
2: So yeah. Um, Michael was not very pleased with my early picks. Um, he would have gone with uh the clam chowder that Zach picked. That definitely you, was Michael. his top choice. Off the board. Um,
3: Michael and I are kindred spirits. I, I yes, appreciate this.
2: Yes. When I did ask him this, he was doing like actual research and you know, Googling different soups. He wanted to make sure he didn't forget anything, you know. So um, hit, with the third pick, the Dunn family will take uh, matzo ball soup.
1: Oh, <laughs> good scoop. Good scoop. That's going to hurt Rachel on the, <laughs> uh, the big board that she compiled. All right, Zach, you're up. You're up on behalf of Emily.
3: I want to emphasize this is on behalf of Emily. Okay, this is not what mm-hmm. I would pick uh, because I've never even had this soup before. Um, but uh, Emily is going with Hot and sour soup.
1: Okay. okay, I like the hot and sour soup. i
3: uh, your voice got high, which which means you don't think very highly of that. It, that's that's like a tell. No, listen. so
2: when in our text chat we were like going over some of this stuff, yes. and, and Michael says he likes that, but he would have preferred an egg drop soup over a hot and sour mm-hmm.
3: soup. That okay. was
2: yes, but he he did say it was a, it was a good pick. He likes that.
3: I I I've never had I'm it on, either. I'm on board with anything she likes, so it works for me. <laughs>
1: Um, Rachel had a, uh, a red eye uh, home from California last night for work uh, and that was delayed a little bit. And so she had some time to put together her big board here. I think the most excited <laughs> she's been about uh, any birds with friends topic in quite some time. Um, and fortunately, and the, you know, the, the, the board here includes many of the ones that were already drafted, but the number one pick on her board is still available. So for us in round three, Ah, uh, to get lobster bisque for her. Oh, um, that's great! Is, that's the main in her. Is yes. exciting for us. Yes. Yeah. Um. Now, sure. uh, you move sure down. You move down after that. Oh, uh, we've already said ramen and pho do not count. Yes. Uh, I'm. I am of the opinion that chili shouldn't count either, but uh, we didn't say it at the time, so Zach can keep it. Uh. So we keep moving down the list here, and since matzo ball is off. Uh, I mean, it looks like we're, it's looks like we're just taking a straight chicken noodle, which I'm not excited about, but I gotta, I gotta stay true to the board. Um, I would rather, I'd rather go for some of the other ones that are a little bit more down ballot here, but gotta do, I gotta, I gotta trust my scouts uh, and make everybody in the building happy. So we'll, we'll go chicken noodle.
2: That was also on Michael's big board, which I was surprised. I mean, I like a chicken noodle, but it's definitely not. You know, if I
1: had a Yeah, it's not hitting that for me. Plus, it, it it the whole reason I took wonton soup number one overall is because it it hits the same notes as a chicken noodle, but it's better. Right. Oh, all right. Got to I got to stick a little a little position uh duplicality here on our roster, but that's okay.
3: So I I am up here, and Emily is going with quote my veggie soup, and so <laughs> she makes mm. she makes a very good big veggie flex soup, as I mentioned the other night uh, on the pod. Uh, or the other day, rather, on the pod, and I can attest, this is outstanding soup. I look forward to it whenever uh, she makes it. And it's, what kind of
1: veggies we got in there?
3: Uh, a cornucopia of veggies, right? Oh, okay. Like every every type of veggie that's in the fridge. It's it's like you know those. Um, have you ever had the dessert like the kitchen sink cookie or the kitchen sink bar, where they just put all the different? It's all about the pozuki the- with you. <laughs>
1: it always comes back.
3: It's not a pozuki.
1: He did it all for pozuki.
3: Uh and so it's it's almost like a, a a kitchen sink vegetable soup. Whatever vegetables are in there, she puts in. It's outstanding. So. And
1: what and and what was what were your earlier drafts? Chili and what was your other one?
3: Uh, well, my first one was clam chowder. Okay. Clam and chowder, right. So you've got New if,
1: England clam chowder, chili, Emily's veggie soup and hot and, and sour hot soup. Sour okay. Soup.
3: And if if we're disqualifying chili, the other thing I said uh before I actually picked the chili I said I didn't want to go chowder chowder, but I'm a huge fan of mm. chicken corn chowder soup. Uh, so, oh, I like I, a
1: chicken. Ch- yeah, that's good.
3: So I could go uh, corn chowder, but I prefer veggie. It's heartier. It's uh, it's like a meal within itself. I'm sorry, chili. It's a meal within itself. So that's why I debate. sort of think
1: it shouldn't count. But
3: yeah, yeah. there was debate. Someone texted me. My, my friend Tom was listening to the show, and he said that if, yeah, uh, he actually asked if gumbo, would qualify yeah
1: now i think gumbo shouldn't count either because otherwise otherwise gumbo would have been would yeah. have been high off my board here too
3: and i think the ruling was that if it's served over rice it's it's not a soup if it's served mm-hmm. standalone it is a soup
1: mm. okay okay all right marissa close us out uh, on behalf of the duns
2: all right so what pick is this 12 yes 12th pick um, and shockingly that this made this to the 12th pick. And we got a lot of comments about this. Michael is going to go with French onion soup. Mm,
1: I like a um, French onion soup.
2: Yes. So I've That's honestly good. never had it. Mm. Um, but I know that it is a lot of people's favorites. And with the cheese all on top. Um,
1: High variance and very um, situational. However, if, if you're going to be able to have a, a roster deep enough with four, then yeah, I think it's it can it can be a heavy hitter in the right spot.
2: Yeah. So that that's what we're gonna go with. Um someone asked if I could create a poll. I'm going to um ask who which family won the uh soup draft mm. in the chat and we will we will update at the end, see who uh which picks are like the best.
1: Right. French
3: onion soup when done well is outstanding. Uh but what there could you raised- with the with a pun. Oh okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> but there is a degree of difficulty there. The, the problem with leaving this up to the audience is they don't know how good Emily's vegetable <laughs> is, right? So we're not talking about just your your canned veggie soup. We're talking about fresh vegetables. What makes it so good? Oil. It's made with love, right? Uh uh-uh. so,
2: That was no, cute.
3: Uh, no, Maybe it's, this
2: it's, has to be like the um She make the her own stock
1: pudding? or are we, are we, are we got, what do we got going I on
3: honestly, here? I I couldn't tell you. It's, 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 it's healthy. I know that. It's healthy and it's filling. And, uh, and those are, that's a good combination in this house.
2: So. I think this should be like the banana pudding that they bring on yeah, Fridays that you're right. bringing in Ellen's veggie soup for you every know, member like of the audience. <laughs> I
3: would much prefer if she made veggie, if she made uh, banana pudding, but, uh, <laughs> all
1: right. So let's, well, if you're going to put up the poll, we got to run down the rosters one more time. You've okay. got, you've got matzo ball soup. Okay. French onion soup. Broccoli cheddar, and tomato. Yep. Okay. Zach has. Are we oh, saying okay. chili or corn chowder? Chili. Chili. Is that
3: that qualified. Yeah. Asterix. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> clam chowder.
1: Manhattan or uh, New England clam chowder. I actually like to Emily's pick the Emily's veggie soup. Yeah. And, and hot and sour. And soup. hot and sour soup. I have wonton soup, butternut squash soup, lobster bisque and chicken noodle soup i think that's a runaway for the wolves
2: what was your second one
1: butternut squash
2: okay oh yeah
1: all right well congratulations to the wolves (laughs) we did it all
2: right i'm going to type these all out while, while we get talking about eagle stuff and we'll have the chat
1: vote all right well let's uh with that in mind send it over to the stone cold newsman himself zachary berman
3: The Eagles practiced at the Care Complex on Thursday afternoon. They practiced in pads yeah, to those longtime listeners and longtime fans. Remember, in 2017, the Eagles put on pads during the bye week, set a physical tone for what came thereafter in the postseason. So notable there. Jalen Hurts was on the practice field, but not really throwing as tip- as much as he typically does or as often as he typically does and as much as the other quarterbacks were. Uh, nothing to be concerned about there. Jalen Hurts is playing through pain here, but he he said this is a time this was meant to rest, right? This week they won that game so they could rest, and he'll be playing when the Eagles play in the playoffs in a week and a half. The question is uh, how will he look? We can talk about that in a few minutes. Robert Quinn and uh, and A.J. Brown did not practice. I don't know. uh, With A.J. Brown, spoke to him. Wouldn't read too much into that. That was more like a scheduled day off. We'll see with Quinn. But but I thought Quinn looked good, actually, in the game on Sunday. Did you? Uh, I did. Yeah, I, I did. And actually, his pressure rate was the highest. Or was, He had the most pressure he's had all season, uh, including his time with the Bears. Uh, the uh, uh, Josh Sweat, back on the practice field, wearing a helmet, in pads, to going to play. Spoke to him after practice. Uh, avoided... You know, it, it was quite the scare when it occurred, but he's good now. Won the play last weekend, even, and that, and then Lane Johnson. We should say not in uniform today, but was working on the side with trainers. That's a sign of progress, and uh, and certainly um, bodes well for his chances next week. Back to you in the studio, Bo.
1: A couple, yeah, the injured guys. As you said, Lane Johnson practicing on a side practicing on a side field looked like he was doing some sort of pass sets while holding something. I was, I was sort of pleasantly surprised at how much he looked to be doing. Avante Maddox walked out to the practice field with no walking boot, which he has had before. Mm-hmm. And uh Sirianni, like gave him a little look and tried to do like a little shuffle with his feet. And Maddox returned the shuffle. Like so, like he, he was like showing that his feet are ready to go. So uh, that would be promising news. And then the big news, uh, there was a moment in the locker room today where somebody walked by, and it was as if, like, uh, I don't know, Marilyn Monroe herself or something like that had walked by. Like, everybody, every reporter's head turned, like, oh, my God, did you just see that? And you know what it was? It was Aaron Sipos walking by without a walking boot. And had a chance to catch up with aaron sipos the eagles punter he says he's feeling pretty good he thinks he might be able to play next week that's his goal at least uh he got the the boot off a few days ago it was his plant foot and uh he feels like he's this is the next step in his process originally he thought he was going to have to have surgery uh and his season was going to be over he had like a deltoid tear and a high ankle sprain together but uh, they got some second opinions. It was able to heal up. He's feeling pretty good. And so he's he is efforting to be able to return during these playoffs, which would be interesting. And maybe that's a good reason to bring in the uh, the Puntalytics crew in a little bit. But uh, just an interesting little nugget. More importantly, though, Zach, let's let's talk about the Jalen Hurts thing. What is your level of concern about um, his lack of throwing today? And I wasn't in on his yeah. – uh, session at his at his locker so the way that he comported himself and explained what what's going on
3: confident he seemed very confident he acknowledged that he's he's dealing with something he says the world knows he's he's dealing with something but as i said in the news break there his his uh his point was that the whole purpose of playing in that game was the win to get rest and that he'll be ready to go the question was posed to him I believe it was by Reuben Frank uh, of NBC Sports Philadelphia. How, how close to the Jalen Hurts you know, that we're used to seeing will you be? And He said he can't put a, a number on it, but he said, quote, that name is that name. The man will be there, end quote. So uh, as I see, Grace Ribble here says, I am forced to acknowledge a Wolf win. It seems like uh, all the
1: comments that have shown up are all unanimous. Uh, and yeah,
3: yeah, Cousin Grace checking in. For Bo, right? Is that your cousin? I imagine, or no? Okay. <laughs> News to both it... of
1: us, apparently.
3: I think. Fig- well, I, f- I figured there was some home cooking there. That's that. That's that's <laughs> why. Uh, that's why she. Uh, she no, she's at you. calling yeah, it
1: like she sees it. Okay. She's an <laughs> okay. objective observer. It's like you think. Well, it's like if somebody said you're an Eagles fan because you cover the Eagles.
3: Oh no, that's not the case. Yes. Okay. Well, how dare yeah, you cast aspersions is... at Grace? Yeah, my interest is in a good story. Um. So, so yeah, I, I mean, Jalen seemed seemed confident, acknowledged that there's, you know, that he's been playing through something that it's still there, but didn't really seem to suggest that this is going to be a major problem next week or the week after. I don't make a big deal about the lack of throwing today. I imagine it's it's going to hurt him, but I think that when he's on the field, that you're going to see. The Jalen Hurts we're used to seeing in terms of the gloves will be off. I imagine he'll run. I I imagine you know he'll he'll gut through the passing. Oh, big butternut squash fan. Okay. Um,
1: you gotta explain that for the audio listeners.
3: <laughs> Grace, sorry, Grace is chiming in that she's not related to Poe, but she's a big butternut squash fan. But I will now respond to cousin Grace. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so so, so that's the update. From Jalen's locker. Honestly, I need to listen through. Um, I couldn't, I, I didn't have good positioning when you're in the locker room corner set up there. If you, if you're not in the front or, you know, you're not built like Jordan Davis, um, mm. you can't not you get, It's not so ideal. It's what they used to do
1: with Michael Vick every week, Yes. which was exactly awful.
3: Same. Yeah. Same locker. And I was, I was talking to Josh wet before her. So I, I couldn't camp out. And also I feel kind of odd, like camping out in front of the locker, waiting for him to come. So, mm-hmm. um, in any event, I will listen through to that after after this pod. But from what I was able to to listen to, it didn't sound like Jalen Jalen was concerned. Quick question, and we're we're probably a little too deep into their careers of Jalen Hurts and um, Jalen Mills, Jalen Watkins. And Mm. Jalen Rose, who was one of my favorite players growing up, for me to ask this question. But I I did notice in the chat someone commenting on the way I said Jalen's name. And is it Jalen or is it Jalen? I thought I said it correctly, Jalen. But I think, um, am I emphasizing a wrong part of the name?
1: I think you say it fine.
3: Okay, thank you. Jalen. Jalen. Jalen, yeah. Yeah. So I I I guess mine, there's a little jail in there as opposed <laughs> to J. You know, some people say Jalen. I say Jalen. Yeah, I'd Jaylen. probably be more
2: inclined to say Jalen, but
3: I feel like it's just okay. your accent or you yes. know. He he yeah. hasn't corrected me, so yeah.
1: Jalen like Palin. Okay. Long uh long I, I don't know. I I think there's something weird going on here. Like it is so unlike the team and hurts to acknowledge that he's playing through pain like i just it, it, we have no history of them handling things this way and so i don't know if it's like some big game that they're playing or if it's like you know making pre-excuses or I mean, it would be a weird time for this to be the first time they're being honest about injuries, don't you think? No you don't think that would you don't think that's weird?
3: I don't think it's weird. I said this on the pod previously, and I stand by it. I think they're they're playing into the narrative, okay? They, they this is meant this is meant to show how tough Jalen hurts is. This is meant to show like he's so courageous. He's doing this for his team. He's really dealing with something. I think this is this is playing into into, into the personality into, into the narrative. Um, yeah, I, I think it's intentional. I think that's why you saw so they're not
1: being honest. That's what you're
3: oh, no, they are being you honest. Think they're, it's it's like the first time they're being honest about it or something, right? And a, a matter of fact, the the two weeks leading up to you know, the those those last two weeks when it was like he really has the chance to play. Uh, or, or I should say the first two weeks. You know, at, after the initial talk of the injury, that was the gamesmanship component, of it, right? They they did the gamesmanship part of it. Now that he's playing, this is about building up the the Jalen Hurts mythicism, if that makes sense.
1: You think in the middle of the playoffs, their big thing is to make sure that they're playing up the Jalen Hurts. Mythicism. Well, I don't think
3: it's the big thing. I don't think to they gas
1: have- up his contract value that they're going to have to sign him to in the off season.
3: Okay. I think that part of being a head coach is, is knowing your players is knowing what buttons to push. I think this is a big thing for Jalen is being, is a being available. Okay. Being out is like, you know, I think he takes that almost as like an insult, not playing in a game. So, for for him to miss a game, this really needs to be this 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 really needs to be something, okay? And then to take that a step further, um, Jalen likes to think and and look, we have evidence of of this that he's that he's built differently, that that that, that he's a different breed, if you will. Like he, this is that's his isn't that his uh, breed of one mm-hmm. is the is 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 rare breed is that rare breed yes audience of one well that's carson Hmm. that had different connotations by the way um so yeah rare breed so i i think this is playing into that that jalen hurts and he's the quarterback of the team he's 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 the toughest player nick sirianni's ever coached um this was all part of like illustrating just gassing him up exactly yes okay and i don't think but but like you know the way you framed that you think in the middle of the season they're they're focusing on the mythicism of. i don't think it's, it's uh, I, like, I don't think
1: mythicism is a word but i do like it as a word
3: it's it's not a word mythical uh well, well i like it I i'm guess, into it so 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 what would the noun be i guess the myth myth making yeah 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 okay um so yeah, I I don't think it's it's like there's a company. I think memo. it's a word. Right I really? certainly hope it's a word. Now that that Bo tried to correct me, uh, I
1: didn't say it wasn't a word. I said I don't think it's a word, uh, but I like it.
3: Yeah. So I I think that again, it's it's not like this big organizational push to 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 make it seem that way, but from Nick and from Jalen, yeah, I I don't think they they mind the perception out there that he is especially tough that he's playing through an injury for the good of his team, for the good of this fan base, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Mm, so not in Webster's mythicism, uh, the Collins dictionary has yeah. mythicism as the practice of changing a historical character into a mythical character, uh, which I guess would fit, but not a, not a Webster's. And so would not fit the um, full sentence all-stars criteria. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, or no, Miriam,
1: Miriam Webster. As
2: Claire says, yeah. mythicism is a BWF word now. So mm. that's all that matters. Thank
3: Cousin you, Claire.
1: <laughs> Cousin Claire. Um, <laughs> I also think there's an aspect to it that is gamesmanship. Uh, I think that the... Him not throwing is a separate thing. I think that is about the recovery of the shoulder. But I expect when they play in... uh. A, a week and a half that there are going to be no limitations to the game plan. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to, they're going to they're and, and, and to your point, maybe that is like building up of the myth, but he's going to be running the ball when they get to the playoffs. Yes. That's, that's what I think.
3: And you think they want to create this idea that, that you create that a little bit, a
1: little sliver of doubt.
3: It's it's a modified game plan. It's, it's the giants game plan in, in, in week one, they they're calling zone
1: read on the first, on the first okay. play of the game.
3: I can see that from the, I mean, Nick, Nick, Nick loves gamesmanship, but uh, it's just, this is four weeks of, of talking about the injury this way. Right. So that's why I think a lot of it has, has to do.
1: Yeah. But it changed from this guy is such an incredible healer to, well, this guy's hurting and he's playing through pain. It's a slightly different message.
3: Sure. But because if he's playing through pain,
1: that means he's not that good of a healer. You know what I mean?
3: I, I would love for you to frame it to Nick that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask how, him.
3: Either, either
1: he, he heals faster than the normal person, in which case he doesn't have to play through that much pain, or he's the toughest guy you've ever played through, uh, you've ever coached, and he's not healing that well, yeah. but he's
3: working his way through it. And if we're doing a mock press conference, the and this is when you know you've listened to a, to a lot of Nick Sirianni, it's both and, Bo. Both and meaning, meaning it's both. Yeah. It's this and that.
1: Okay. All right. Um, let's take a little break. Are we doing, are we doing a swooper for this weekend's I, games? Let's talk about right it. now.
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: I don't know. We've got a, we got, we got a nice chunk of Greg Rosenthal coming up. What are we going to do in the, in the, in the middle here? Are there, you want to just talk about the games?
3: Well, I think we can talk about the games. Let's, well, let's actually, let's, shooter. yeah, let's engage the audience here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make an executive decision, which I seldom do on this show. Do it, Zach. Do it. Okay. Take it off. Those of you who are giving up your afternoon or spending your afternoon watching this live, oh, do I mean, you want you an, of you. an impromptu playoff swooper? You have the next 30 seconds. If we get 30 swoopers, then we are going to do this.
1: Wow. 30 swoopers. We're getting lots of swoopers. That means they're going to have... Marissa, you're going to have to come up with prompts on your own unless they give them. Oh, they could send two. them in quick. Okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> it looks like, uh, the, looks like the audience has spoken.
1: All right. People like the swooper.
0: So we'll
3: talk playoff games when we get back from the break, but we will do the swooper thereafter.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Bye. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager.
1: All right, back on. Shout out Prince. to the
2: sickos during that ad break. They just sent. I mean, I can't even. I can't even keep up with how many good swoopers there are.
1: Now, Danae's did not know about this. Yes. So that means we each have to come up with four prompts. Yes. Instead of three, so keep that in mind. Uh, Before we do that, give you guys a little extra time to think, we should reflect uh, briefly uh, for maybe a couple hours on uh, the victory in the 2022 Spread Your Wins and Fly draft by Bo Wolfe. I went 8-3-1. This was the preseason contest with Zach, Deontay, and Marissa in which we uh, bet on the season win total overs and unders. I went 8-3-1, Deontay went 6-5-1, Zach went 6-5-1, Marissa's Falcons, unfortunately, 0-1. I think we did a good job at the top. The first two rounds, we went 6-for-6. And uh, we can really quickly go over this, Zach. You hit the Bears under 6, the Ravens over 9.5. You missed on the Giants under 7. You pushed on the Chargers at 10. You missed on the Packers over of 11. You hit on the Vikings over of 9.5. You missed on the Rams over 10 and a half. You hit on the Texans under four and a half. You missed on the Bucks over four and a half. You hit on the Jets over four and a half. And you missed on your challenge flag of the Steelers under seven and a half. And you hit on your challenge flag of the Jaguars over six and a half. What, uh, what of those do you regret the most?
3: I was working on my swoopers, so I wasn't listening intently, okay. uh, but I'll I, speak for I, I will you. Say, so which one do I regret the most? I mean, the, look, I thought the Packers were, were going to make the Super Bowl this year and they're not making the playoffs, right? Did I pick the Packers? You did. Yeah. yeah you, okay. So then. you went
1: over on a lot of the, uh, you went yeah, over the on favorites. the Packers Rams. And yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I, I would say the two bays, right? Um, because, <laughs> <The two> bays. <laughs> well, because nope. I, 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 Stalt don't regret- and Pelican. <laughs> I don't regret the Rams. They were they were decimated by injuries this year. Um, but Tampa Bay and Green Bay, their their quarterbacks stayed healthy for the most part this season. And it, or at least played. You would think that a team with with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady would almost be a shoe-in for double digit wins. That was not the case for either of them. So probably those two are, are the ones that, that haunt me the most.
1: Deontay hit on Titans under nine. Seahawks over five and a half. He missed on the Bengals under 10. He hit on the Browns under eight and a half. Missed on the Cowboys under 10. Missed on the Colts over 10. Hit on the Bills over 11 and a half. Hit on the Panthers over six and a half. Missed on the Jaguars under six and a half. Hit on the Raiders under eight and a half. Pushed on his challenge of the Dolphins under nine and missed on his challenge of the Jets under five and a half. Uh, I hit on the Chiefs over 10 and a half. Hit on the Saints under 8.5. Hit on the Steelers over 7.5. Missed on the Commanders under 8. Hit on the Cardinals under 8.5. Missed on the Lions under 6.5. Hit on the Patriots under 8.5. Hit on the Niners over 10. Pushed on the Dolphins at 9. Hit on the Broncos under 10. Missed on my challenge flag of the Texans over 4.5. And And hit on my challenge of the Bucks under 11.5. I got to say I did I did fantastic. Um uh, even the misses I feel like were the right bets with the with the lone exception of the lions. Um and they were a fun team, so no skin up my back. Really nice job by Bo. Congratulations. Uh Marissa next year we do, I, D- does point out that it is unfair that you are left with the most difficult one at the end. Yeah, Maybe we can well, find a way to change I've that next year. Three seasons
2: that I, I haven't hit on <laughs> i mean i think that's impressive i've gone over three so yeah yeah that is good whatever i pick next year do the opposite and Mm. you'll win
1: so all right are we ready ready uh zach
3: oh we're not talking about the games we're just going right to swooper
1: well we'll talk about them within the realm of swooper right
3: okay yeah sure okay
1: and i think we get into them a little bit when the interview with greg too
3: okay Fair. right
1: Mm -hmm. okay
3: I am up first. Oh, oh, here. Do you want well, to? Well, let's. Well, here's the one. It? Here's
1: the quick thing that we should say, just as a reminder. Obviously, the Eagles will play the lowest seed in the NFC who comes out of this game, and it's kind of set up nicely that um, if the Seahawks win on Saturday, you know right away the Eagles are playing the Seahawks, and it'll probably be next Saturday. If the if the Seahawks lose and the Giants win on Sunday, Eagles are playing the Giants, and if both of those teams lose. Eagles are going to play next Sunday against the winner of the Monday night game. Fun, uh, like a fun setup for Eagles fans to all of these games have juice as they go along.
3: It's a good way to, yeah. Uh, all right, Zach. So I, I like theme swoopers. Okay. And my theme, this you came up with week the theme be, quickly. Nice. Will be the last time the Eagles had a bye week, which was 2017. Mm. So all,
1: how do you know so did, much about that year?
3: <laughs> over the court, over both, Shoulders here, underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles, emotional road, the Super Bowl victory. Um, so, the theme is you know things that occurred in 2017. That so, um, Nick Foles threw for 971 yards combined in the three playoff games that year. There are three backup quarterbacks starting this weekend. Okay, uh, the the combined total yardage let me stop you
1: very quickly stop you very quickly just to set this up i have 43 turkeys you both have 37 turkeys i have eight points zach has four points marissa has two points this week is worth three points because it's two points for the wildcard round and one point for the carryover so this is a three points at stake this is an extremely generous thing of me to do to have a swooper this week in the interest of the show And we are going to adopt starting in the playoffs with when you when you propose it, you have to bid it. Okay. So you would say I am nominating this for whatever it is. Okay. 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 (laughs) All right. So there are three (laughs) backups. Now you do
3: that once I started mine. That's one. I mean that's unlikely to occur. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna do it. Um, (laughs) so the three backups, uh, which are Brock Purdy, which uh Skylar Thompson. And are we going with Snoop Huntley or Anthony Brown in Baltimore? Either one.
2: Either is backup.
3: Yep. Um, Combined for at least 971 passing yards. So this is pretty audacious for this to occur. But uh, you never know if there's a shootout, overtime games. Who knows? Um, So I will start with this for one.
1: Okay. Brock Purdy, whoever quarterbacks the Ravens. And Skylar Thompson combined for at least 941 passing yards. Zach has it for one, one going once. One going twice.
2: I'm out on this one.
1: Sold to Zach.
2: Okay. Got it for cheap.
3: Yeah. You never know. Hey, Brock Party like goes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, I will go next. So you've got Saturday afternoon, Seahawks Niners, Saturday night, Chargers at Jags, Sunday early, Dolphins at Bills, Giants at Vikings, and then Ravens at Bengals. The prompt here is that over the weekend, just Saturday and Sunday, not including Monday night, all five home teams win. So you've got the Niners, Bills, and Bengals, who are all big favorites, but then the Jaguars have a slight upset over the Chargers, and the Vikings hold on against the Giants. I will nominate this for two.
2: All five home teams win?
1: Yes. Three. I'll say four.
3: Five. Hmm.
2: Six.
1: Six going once. Six going twice. Mm, Marissa gets the home team parlay for six.
2: Yeah, not as I the words were coming out of my mouth, I lost confidence in that yeah, one. But it's not that crazy. Yeah, not oh, that no, crazy. I, that. I think those would be the teams I would pick anyway. So, but we'll see. Okay, excellent submissions by the chat. This one was submitted a few times. I really like this one. NFC teams outscore AFC teams.
3: Hmm. Oh, I like this. It's um, a good one. So so you're starting with what?
1: Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta nominate. Uh, oh, one. Three.
3: Four.
2: Four. I think I was first.
3: Yeah, you were.
1: Five.
2: Do I hear six?
1: Five going once. Five going twice. Sold to Bo. All right. All right. Like that. Okay. All right, Zach, you're up.
3: Okay, a home underdog wins outright, and that's an that's an homage to uh, the Eagles as home underdogs winning mm. in the postseason that year, and the. The home underdogs there are two home underdogs this weekend, and those are the 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 two four seeds, the jags and the bucks. So one of them wins outright. One of them Mm-hmm.
1: Now is it at least one of them, or only one of
3: them? Oh, at least one of them. So okay. it could be both of them. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I will start it for one. Three.
2: Two. Four.
3: Five. Six. Seven.
1: Seven going once. Seven going twice. Sold. All right. Zach gets it.
3: I like that one, Zach. I, I like the fifty fifty one from before better, but
1: all right. The Vikings Giants game is decided by three points or fewer. I will mm-hmm. give this for two.
3: And it could be three points on either side, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, or three. fewer. I'm at three. Do I hear four? Four.
2: Four going once? Four going Five. twice? Ooh. Mm. Do I hear six?
3: Five going once. Wow. That's right within the spread. What's the spread here? I think it's three. Three, Three. yeah. So.
1: Six going once. Six going twice. Sold.
3: Okay, it's a good bet. It's okay.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. I'm up. Yes. Doug Peterson goes for and gets two fourth downs against the Chargers.
3: Mm. I'm, I'm going to change one of mine because I had a Peterson-related one, and okay. Uh, um, okay. And you're do starting you, you at you one. You got to start it. Three. Four. Four. Five. Five. Six. Seven.
2: Eight. Eight going once as Zach's like trying to look up some stats here, I can see.
3: No, I'm, I'm trying to pull, I'm, I'm trying to think of my next one here. Oh. Um, eight, Yeah, for eight. Sold though.
1: Wait, wait, no, it hasn't eight gone through one. the selling process yet.
3: Okay. Eight going
2: twice, sold.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. What was that one again? Oh yeah, the two two fourth down Doug Peterson
2: goes for and gets two
3: fourth downs. Conversions for All right, fun. I'm I'm gonna keep my Peterson one here because it's not exactly related.
1: Very quickly, okay. Marissa has 23 turkeys left. I have 32. Zach has
3: 29. Okay. okay. Doug Peterson calls a trick play, and I know trick play can be somewhat ambiguous, but it's it's like. Uh, you know the Supreme Court's definition of pornography. You'll know it when you see it, right? So uh, you would know it that when is you see- not
1: good enough for a swooper.
3: <laughs> it
1: is. You cannot leave it up to interpretation. You've got to define it.
3: So how are we defining a trick play? Here okay.
1: Now? How about a a non-quarterback throws a pass? Okay. A, a non-skill position player is thrown a ball. Okay. Or uh, a fake
3: fake field goal or fake.
2: What goal? about like a flea yeah. flicker?
3: That that doesn't count. I don't. Think oh, that. I would have
1: given you a flea. flicker. Oh, flea flicker. I like would that play that flicker.
2: happened in the what game was it? The Lions yes. game with Penny Sewell in the block.
1: Like, well, that definitely. Okay, counts. okay yeah. That, that oh, counts. oh, 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 the hook and ladder.
2: Yeah. I
1: see. This is tough. I don't know. Does a hook and ladder count?
2: We can let Michael be our our deciding factor yeah. if there's a if you determine that trick.
3: Play. So it, yeah, it has to be context. Like the hook and ladder has to be context dependent. I think a hook and ladder counts uh, within within like the normal framework of a game. But if it's the last play of the game and the team's trying, you know, a, a trick play to score, right? That doesn't count, right? So uh, because everyone okay. does hook and ladders at the end of games. So as okay. long, how about this? As, long bit, as it's not is... a hook and ladder that's not the last play of the game, or the last play of the hat, of the first half.
1: I don't know. That doesn't. That's not really a trick play to me.
3: A hook and ladder, like what Boise State ran in the uh, – Michael said that That now. wasn't <laughs> – Okay. There you go. He's a, he's a pro player.
1: The Boise so, State one was not a – that was the Statue of Liberty.
3: No, the score of the touchdown. Okay. Not the two-point conversion. Do you remember the score of the touchdown?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, If Michael says it counts, I guess it counts. But. Okay, so I mean, what, what is it?
2: Doug runs a trick play?
3: Yes.
1: Okay. And you have to nominate
3: him. Uh, and I'm nominating for one. Two,
2: three. I'm out on this one.
1: Three going once. Three going twice. Sold. Sold to Zach. You got it. All right. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. All right. All right. This is a this is a slight Deniz one where. Uh, If this hits before next Swooper, uh, next Friday's Swooper, it will count for this week. But you also purchase this over the course of the rest of the playoffs. And so if it happens later, you get it then. And the item is that Mike McCarthy is no longer the Cowboys head coach. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So uh, it could happen this week. It could happen next week. If the Cowboys decide or Mike McCarthy decides that he doesn't want to be the head coach anymore, you get the point. And I will nominate this for three.
2: How? You're that confident?
1: Not that confident, but I would rather have it for, if I say two, then someone goes three. I don't want it to go four. <laughs> I think if they lose this game to the Bucks,
2: Yeah.
3: I can see that.
2: Yeah, I can see that too. Ooh.
1: Three going once. Four. Oh, big spend. This
2: carries out throughout the playoffs. I take it. Four going once. But
1: it's so much more likely if it happens this week. Right. It's diminishing returns. I'm going to say five.
2: Wow. All right. You got it. I'm done. Zach?
1: Five going once. Five going you twice. Got you got it. Sold.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm up. You are up. The Eagles will be the only NFC East team remaining in the divisional round of the playoffs. One. Two. Three. Four. Five
3: six oh, oh no yeah i said it. i have to I have to, lay,
1: I have to play with it okay i have to play with it i guess i gotta play with it
2: <laughs> Zach, this worked in your favor last time so it actually did yeah i
1: six going once six going twice he's gonna have to play with it sold to zach
3: I don't like spending six on an underdog winning. That's the thing. So, but okay. So I'm up here. Mm-hmm. And how much does everyone have left going into this last cycle?
1: You have 20. I have 27. Marissa has 23.
3: <sighs> Wish I didn't bid six there. Okay. Um, I, I got to stick to what I have written down. And this is a fun one here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, again, goes back to 2017. The Eagles play a Saturday game next week. So Bo outlined the conditions that would have to do with Saturday or with Sunday. Um, so the Eagles play a Saturday game this week, next week.
1: You got to nominate it.
3: I nominate it for one. Three. Two.
2: Are there Monday games next week? No.
3: So, no, so, so, so basically if Seattle wins, it's almost definitely a, um, a, 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 a Saturday game. If the giants win, it's potentially a Saturday game. And if neither of those win, it's definitely not a Saturday game because then you face the four or five winner and that will be, uh, that's the Monday game. So you'd play Sunday. So so we're at now, we're at what now?
2: Three. I have three. Four.
1: Five. Five going once. Five going twice.
2: Six. It's a mm. 50-50, right?
1: Theoretically. I mean, it's whatever the odds are that either the Seahawks or Giants win.
2: 6 going once 6 going twice sold to Marissa for 6
3: okay i think i think
1: that's a scared yeah. all right um, one of two of the following things happen at least at least one of two of the following things happen. Kirk Cousins commits an ultimate Melvin moment in the playoffs. So this could be a pick six. This could be like a really ugly interception uh, late in the game. This could be him kneeling when they don't have a timeout available or something like that. But uh, he commits a classic gaffe.
3: We have to clearly define it, as you just said. Swooper, this, this must say. be clearly defined. Okay. It can't be open for. I think
1: a Melvin is a Melvin, but
3: I have no idea what that means. You have, um, to, you have to outline the conditions could, of what a Melvin. Is? It,
1: it could be a similar thing to the Mac Jones play, where he just gets trucked and run over by a mm-hmm. defensive player. It could be uh, like a
2: viral moment.
1: A viral moment, yes.
2: Like oh my gosh.
1: So
3: both yeah. things Twitter. trick play. So both things trick play is too ambiguous, but i Melvin yeah. moment. Everyone knows what that is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think, I think the chat would agree.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. Either that happens or, or, and uh, Josh Allen is not the leading rusher among the quarterbacks this weekend. I will nominate this for four. Five. six. I want the Melvin moment.
3: And a pick six counts as a, as a Melvin moment. I don't even know what Melvin means, but uh, a
1: pick six could could count as a Melvin moment
3: or a bad interception could count. (laughs) How could it count? Uh, What are the thresholds? Well, if they're up
1: 30, if they're up 30 points and he throws a pick six, that's not going to be a Melvin moment.
3: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I can't believe this is my career. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Um,
1: Six going once.
3: I'm kind of intrigued by the running by his. Six going with... twice.
1: Sold. All right. Okay.
2: I'm up. Can you go over how many turkeys everyone has left?
1: i have twenty one you have seventeen. Zach has twenty. Zach and I have four items. You have three.
2: okay um, this is a silent bid auction. <laughs> Everyone writes down their bid. Shout out to Stone Cold twelve i love
1: I do love a silent bid, yeah,
2: okay. Josh Allen throws for the most yards this weekend of any other player
1: now is this only the, only the highest bidder pays?
2: Yes, only the highest bidder pays. Only
1: the yeah. highest bidder pays. Okay. Yeah. Josh Allen throws for the most yards.
2: Yes. I got to pull up a number because, again, no piece of paper.
1: Mm, I have one conveniently with one uh, the number that I wanted already written on it from a previous time.
3: Oh, perfect. All right. All right okay. Time on the flip.
1: Three. Two,
3: two, one, one. Oh.
1: 12, Marissa, 12.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, Zach would did eight. Wow. Well, I thought that you guys were gonna go high on that one.
1: I bid three, Zach bid eight, Marissa bid 12, 12.
2: You don't think Buffalo is gonna be like. I'm just
1: saying there's 12 quarterbacks playing. They, could be, up, about that, they could be about up that by a ton to of understand. points. They could be up. Uh, he yeah. might not have to throw that much, oh. 12.
2: I thought you guys would go much higher. Zach went eight. It wasn't that far off.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a crazy bid. I said, don't worry. It was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah.
2: (laughs) How many did you spend on your Melvin? Six. (laughs) Okay. Well, I still carry over some. I got to, you know, throw all these in here.
1: Wow. All right. All right. So, Zach, you have uh, one of the home underdogs wins. The Jags have a trick play. The Giants and Cowboys both lose. And what is this first one that I wrote? No idea. It was, oh, it was your first one, the uh, the backup quarterbacks. Uh,
3: yeah, the backup quarterbacks. Throw for
1: 7,000 yards. yards. <laughs>
3: 971 uh-huh. or 871, I think. It was. I think it was, nine,
1: it was 941 or something like that.
3: Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, Marissa has all of the hometown teams win over Saturday, Sunday. So not including Monday. Uh, there is... The Eagles play on Saturday. Josh Allen throws for the most yards. And I have no idea what this other one is. You My bid goodness. eight on it. Uh, oh, oh, Jaguars go for two, four. They yeah. convert at least two, fourth two downs. Fourth
2: downs. Michael texted. That's a bad bid. do <laughs> <laughs> you guys wait? He's just right. Doesn't come, wait. Comes out. Let's go bills.
1: <laughs> uh, I have the NFC scores more points than the AFC. The Vikings Giants game is decided by three points or fewer. Mike McCarthy is no longer the Cowboys head coach and uh, there is a Melvin play by Kirk cousins or someone other than Josh Allen runs for the most yards for the quarterbacks this weekend. All right. Good stuff. Anything else you want to say about these games?
3: Yes. Uh, So from an Eagles perspective here, I think, uh, and this, I'm not going on a limb. You look at the point spreads. This, this says it, the most likely outcome is that they face the winner. Of the Cowboys Bucks game, I'm fascinated to see. I think the Cowboys are a really good team and a tough matchup for the Eagles in the in the postseason. If that's the first game, I think the Cowboys have such a variance, though. The Cowboys can realistically win the Super Bowl, in my opinion, and they could be knocked out in the first round because uh, it's it's been reported many times this this week. Tom Brady has never lost to Dallas, and Tom Brady in the playoffs, like uh, you know, we're we're going to talk about. With Greg Rosenthal here, Byron Leftwich said yesterday the Bucks are as healthy as they've been since OTAs. It wouldn't surprise me if Tampa flips a switch and they beat Dallas, especially because Dak Prescott has has been relatively inconsistent in later weeks here. So I'm fascinated by that game on Monday night. I I am less um, less bullish. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm more bearish, less bullish on the Giants than some other people are. Uh, But I I recognize that the Vikings are not your typical 12-1 team in in terms of the data behind them. You just look at Bo's power rankings throughout the year, but their DVLA uh, suggests as much. Uh, So that's going to be an interesting game. The best-case scenario for the Eagles, though, would be for the Giants or the Seahawks to win because I think the Eagles would easily handle – both those teams. Uh, and that's not a knock on the Giants. It's just I think the Eagles are the far superior team. Same thing with the Seahawks. So uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by what happens Monday night, but if you're an Eagles fan, and I imagine everyone watching this pod right now is, then the you're probably pulling for a Giants win or a Seahawks win. I have less analysis on the other side of the bracket, the AFC, uh, but fascinated to watch that. And I think the cincinnati baltimore game is like borderline It that's that that's really intriguing because baltimore is a tougher team than they're getting credit for right now a lot of it has to do with the fact that they might be down to their third string quarterback uh but if they can somehow play stifling defense and upset cincinnati and they get lamar jackson back that's a team that could make some noise and then last one that jacksonville and uh and LA game is going to be awesome. There's going to be a lot of points. I think it's going to be fun to watch two upstart teams. Um, So curious to see what happens there.
1: So you're right that the the most likely thing, like in terms of pl- of a plurality, is that they play the winner of that Monday night game. But it's a it's like I think it's a little bit over fifty percent that they don't have to because if you just look at the because it's a three point spread in that Vikings game that that's like a It's like a 41, 42% chance the Giants win. And the Seahawks is like a 20% chance that they win. So it's like right around 50% um, that one of those two things is going to happen. So it's really a a toss-up. And it's going to be interesting and fun to watch. I think, obviously, the best case scenario for the Eagles is the Seahawks win on Saturday because that means that the 49ers have been eliminated. Um, That's a
3: great point. Great point.
1: And the Seahawks are then coming... You know, they have they have to play a second road game in a row. Um, you could debate whether they or the Giants or even the Vikings is the worst team. But if that happens, that's like a huge boon to their, the Eagles Super Bowl, Super Bowl odds. So, um, all right. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Marissa, what's, a, can we get like a Michael Dunn? Who's his favorite offensive line playing this weekend?
2: Um... I'm not sure his exact favorite, but he has friends actually on the Cowboys offensive line and mm. the Jaguars offensive line. Okay. Um, the Jaguars offensive line is our friends that were in Cleveland last year. And I am very good friends with their wife, his wife. So our future wife. So I will, I will say Jaguars O-line.
1: Um, mm. so it's yeah, rare that we could game. have, it's rare that we could have 12 teams playing, but only one that once employed Michael.
2: Yeah.
3: And that's Jacksonville, right? Jacksonville. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. There you go. We liked Jacksonville. Good little city. So definitely, definitely rooting for them.
1: There you go. All right. Um, we're going to take our next break. On the other side, we will have the pleasure of being joined by Greg Rosenthal for a very fun conversation um, about football, books, Zach,
0: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: All right. We are back on Birds with Friends. Delighted now to be joined by Greg Rosenthal from NFL. Do we say NFL.com, NFL media? NFL
4: media works, NFL network, whatever you want.
1: We'll take that. Um, And uh, I think think to set this up, it's probably – I think we have told this story on the podcast before, but uh, a good – I think uh, set up for for Greg's relationship to the show is that um, we ran into each other on the streets of Indy, <laughs> and immediately you said you, you had some notes that uh, you listen to the Sunday shows, and we we talk about swooper sore casting, and you have no idea what the game is. That makes Yeah, it still it's almost, fair. Yeah.
4: That note continues. I've still <laughs> been waiting for yes. you. I actually okay, so wait, swooper and score casting is the same, same game. Thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, yeah, you refer to one or the other, there's turkeys involved. Yes. I never understand how the scoring system works. There's it seems incredibly complicated. And at no That's point, exactly yeah. Right. And I've been listening now, I would I think this is my third season. I listened to the the recap show specifically, and at no point have have I ever understood it at all. Yeah, I would have
1: I think it's an important part of the podcast is to treat every episode as if every person has listened to every episode. That's <laughs> the way that I like to approach things.
3: But. And Bo's like a it's he's like a 78-year-old baseball manager in that he believes in unwritten rules in the literal sense that the rules are, are not written down. And uh, the rules can change based on Bo's win. So there was a time this year when the scoring system just changed because Bo decided to change the scoring system. Yeah,
4: old Ford Frick over there. I, uh, <laughs> I, I really mostly just appreciate Bo, Bo, who I think me and him um, share a gene of um, liking to annoy the ones we love most and the ones we podcast with. To so just seeing Bo um, aggravate you, Zach, is always a pleasure.
1: I mean, that is like that's my love language. I think you. I mean, that's that's how you let somebody know that you really trust them is that you can you can poke their buttons. Uh, so, Greg, uh, let's let's start with. Uh, you are like the guy who went out on a limb preseason and predicted the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So, not that they may do this, but how much of that was real belief, and how much of that was knowing the game that no one's gonna remember who picks the Chiefs oh. or Bills to win. So, you know, tell tell us what what made you believe. How dare you!
4: I've picked the Chiefs before, certainly, and I did this year to the Super Bowl. Okay. Had the Eagles winning it. Part of it is, yes, that would be more fun. And I do find myself kind of rooting for the Eagles. So I'm a little biased for no particular reason other than I just I just enjoy the players that they have. And I like the idea of Jalen Hurts being that good. But I really did kind of look at the two-deep roster. I do this exercise called uh, projected starters every May. And I just project every team starters. It's a great way for me to do my homework on all the the teams in the league. And I tend to fall in love with like the teams that have the best like, backups in the league. Like, the the team whose backups could beat all the other backups. And the Eagles are that team, to me, where if you just look at who their 35th best player is compared to every other team's 35th best player or 20th best player, however deep you want to go, like, to me, they look like the best team. Or if not the best team, very close to it and great up front. So it was, it was a genuine belief.
3: I figured that it was... Uh... Patrick Johnson Tulane bias, right? There are like four mm. Tulane guys in the league. And Patrick Johnson is on that, that. He's he's pretty high up, probably after Darnell Mooney. Uh, but I I am curious when you looked at that and and when you made um that prediction, Jalen Hurts was was still relatively unknown in terms of we didn't know he was gonna have this type of ceiling. Uh, what did you expect from Jalen Hurts going into the season? And the way he's played, how does that compare to your expectations?
4: He's still gone way above my expectations in anyone's You you guys and have talked Eagles. about it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Right. That said, I I did have a high expectation that like I, I didn't think he'd be in the MVP race, but this was an argument I had a lot with with Nate Tice, uh, who works at the athletic with you guys. You guys are colleagues. We're and former guests of the show. We're, and, we're yeah. Right, and I think he—he he, everyone was so focused on that playoff game and it was like, yeah, that was, that was a bad game. They had a good game plan for that, but Jalen Hurts with these weapons and that offensive line in this running game, and I'm a huge believer in running quarterbacks adding like a value that actually still is underrated and isn't fully quantified for in terms of the value that they bring. That It felt like looking at their schedule and his team that like if he didn't improve at all, his numbers would be of that of a top 10 quarterback and everyone would be happy with him anyways. And if he didn't prove that now you
1: see what you got. Yeah. I think, I think what we had said or what I had said was that like, he could be the exact same quarterback as last year and they should still be the favorite to win the division with, with right. That's that's what I thought. And if he's a little bit better uh, and, and uh, if he was as good as he was over the summer, they will definitely win the division. He will be the long-term quarterback. But I mean, I, nobody saw, Saw this leap but i I think if you look back at that playoff game last year the one thing that like big picture could concern you is you know that happened at the end of last year he was hurt um and so that sapped his running ability a little bit you fast forward a year all of a sudden we're in january and he's hurt again i i think that he's going to be fine i think that that week 18 game was more about like really being cautious than about that the way they would play if he were like that in the in the. Playoffs. I think he would be more willing to lower his shoulder, and they would be willing to play into it. But if you're just thinking big picture, it is a little bit like, okay, that's two years in a row now. We'll we'll see how this goes. Yeah, you guys actually made me feel better about it
4: listening to because in in general, these Week 18 games. At, at, now that I've gotten a couple of days from, I'm a little less freaked out about like the Eagles' offensive performance in general, the the Chargers' offensive performance uh, in general, like these teams that had vague things to play for. And I've talked to people like around the league and stuff. I, it is it is a strange thing, so I don't want to put too much on it. Uh, but it's absolutely a concern that he's not 100 percent. They're going to need him to run like it. Now is the time when they the Bills, for instance, ask Josh Allen to go from like uh, one right. of the most efficient best running back
1: quarterbacks in the league to just like that's going to be a key part of our offense i also gained a lot of respect for brian dable the way that he rested everybody i, d- I wasn't sure that he was going to have that in him as a football guy i thought that was
4: as opposed to he Brandon's wanted guy, the vikings yeah. he knew what he was doing um are you going to
1: let zach talk at all in on this <laughs> one or he just
4: no I'm, I'm, he like, just... i
1: can tell from his like if he's if he's ready to jump in or not but i'm gonna see what he has no
3: i have cheers we are going to get in a few minutes to your free agent rankings for this upcoming season. But I want to go back to last season because a big part of the Eagles' success this year has been their pass rush, which was 31st in the league a year ago. And they led the league in sacks this year. I I should say they were 31st in sacks a year ago, led the league in sacks this year, and almost broke the record, asterisks or not. Um, But a big part of that was adding Hassan Reddick, who I believe you had ranked... 30th overall in your free agent rankings last year what did you expect of reddick going into the year how did you see his market taking shape and how mm-hmm. do you look back at that contract now
4: this is why zach's good because like he's pulling quietly that was a shot like no that <laughs> no no was like no a no, no, no that that
3: that wasn't a shot i actually think it that, was a fair a
4: question point. yeah it was a fair question uh no because I immediately started thinking, oh, if they talk about Reddick, I'll think of that as like one of the many mistakes I make every year in these free agency rankings. And that was like decently high. But I think on the initial rankings, even before, you know, some of the franchise tag got signed, yeah, he was even lower than that. And he should have been in the top five based on how he's produced. And there really wasn't anything to prevent me from understanding or the rest of the market from understanding part of it is I get a feel from who's going to get paid, how much and what teams value. And I didn't think Reddick was going to get a huge contract and he really didn't considering he's a premier pass rusher. So they understood what an incredible, just pure talent he is. And I should have put more weight into the fact that he joined another team, the Panthers, and was still really effective. Any, anytime a veteran shows that sort of skill set on two different teams like you should trust it uh, that he traveled and that turned out to be one of the best free agent signings uh, you know I'm certainly I'm sure in the Eagles history but just in the in the NFL last year I can't think of him any better and I can't think of many better over the last 5 years than him and Javon Hargrave like there there really aren't many premier pass rushers that have gotten signed for reasonable
1: money in free agency it just doesn't happen we have had that conversation that for for <clears throat> all the usual fools gold in free agency and you know Howie Roseman's up and down track record in the draft, his his track record of big money free agent signings is really good. Um, you go. Back I probably forward.
4: had like Melvin Ingram ahead of him or something <laughs> stupid
1: or Clowney,
4: who were fine, who have yeah. been fine. But like, this is a guy in the middle of his career, and he's a beast. This
1: is like your version of something that's going to keep Zach up at night. This is.
3: <laughs> no, I I thought it was a fair ranking relative to you know Harold Landry was a better. Um, was considered a a a better free agent last year. Now he he stayed towards And he stay- got paid more money. Exactly. So it, it made sense there. Randy Gregory was considered a more attractive free agent on the open market than Reddick was. Like contracts indicate such.
4: Well, Which is crazy because now it's like you gotta sometimes trust what you hear and see like he was the most inconsistent player that the cowboys had issues with
1: on and off the field and now the broncos are, are having the same issues. right well you fast forward to, to this offseason and this is you know part of the discussion we've had about is this uh the beginning of a window for the eagles or is this you know their best chance um and they are guaranteed to have turnover um this offseason nine or ten uh pending free agents who play at like 50 percent of the snaps depending on um you know brandon graham's contract definitely voiding um, there are a bunch of them in, in your uh, recently released uh, top fifty-one free agents on NFL.com, which everybody can read. The top of the list is is Javon Hargrave. I think we have talked about he would be the Eagles' priority to to bring back if they could, but there's a chance that he now, uh, after this season, is is maybe pricing himself out of coming back because he's going to be such a, a a commodity.
4: Yeah, and I think the Eagles have done a good job, at least when it's signing players from other teams of really looking in that window when players are peaking. And that was Hargrave's last contract, but he's played so well, he should get paid and defensive linemen in general, I think have rewritten the expectations for career arcs. I mean, you guys kind of see it in Philadelphia, like Brandon Graham was still, he still is a great player, uh, but he still was performing close to his peak powers at like age 32, age 33. So I think you could expect, Hargrave to get a monster contract, but he'll he'll get paid more than Chauncey Gardner Johnson, for instance, who I who I love.
3: Yeah, speaking of that, you have Chauncey Gardner Johnson seven, I, I believe, ahead of Jesse Bates, who was a who was franchise tagged uh, last year. And I, I liked your write up there saying how Gardner Johnson's essentially what what teams are looking for in a modern uh, defensive back. Do you think he's someone that that the Eagles should place Premium money, or, or or should value at a premium level, or is he a replaceable level player who's going to be overpaid mm. in free agency? I I don't
4: think he'll be overpaid. I I tend to overrate those guys who like the slot corners or safeties and put them high up because they just to me they seem so valuable and the NFL doesn't pay them quite as much as other positions. But him specifically, uh, I'm I'm a quasi Saints fan and have watched him his whole career and like. Man, he's just a playmaker. I just don't think there—it's like an accident. I know he wasn't getting interceptions before, but he's always around the ball, and he's always uh, a guy you want there. I was—I'm curious to, to what you guys think. Like, do you think he'd be worth that money, and how does he fit in there? Because the whole like departure from him with New Orleans was very sketchy. It upset Saints fans. It seemed to be that Dennis Allen like couldn't handle him and got his feelings hurt in that. Maybe he was involved with like Michael Thomas injury and all this, and like that was that was part of it too. So
1: we disagree about this. Um, yeah, shocker. Um, so that you know they have Marcus Epps as a pending free agent as well, um, and it is my position that the Eagles are more likely to bring Marcus Epps back um, than they are to bring Chauncey Gardner Johnson back. And I think part of that is Gardner Johnson to me is for the reasons that you're you're sort of hinting at, the perfect type of player who you rent for a one year like prove it season and you don't commit too long term because of those variables. And it's also not really Howie Roseman's MO to uh, reward like outsiders before rewarding like homegrown players. Um, And so that is that is sort of my position. And my position
3: Mm. is that uh, premium contracts go to players with high ceilings and Marcus Epps is he's he's a high floor player but I don't know what that ceiling is. And I think Marcus Epps is the type of player who you can replace with a mid-round draft pick. I think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's ceiling is hard to replace. And that, and even if the contract could come back to bite you, uh, it, he also has the chance to outperform a contract, whereas I'm not sure Marcus Epps does.
4: Right. What, what are you hinting at there, with, though, Bo, with like the –
1: The variables
4: because he is a live wire, but it seems like in a in a football sense, he feels like a good a good live wire. Yeah,
1: I think so. Now, I also think there is some debate about like whether the six intercept six interceptions like inflate how good he's been this season. Um, You know, it it would have been unreasonable to expect him to come in playing a new position right at the start of the season and like know the defense and be in the right spot every time. But there were some times, especially over the first like five or six games where where, you know, it wasn't perfect. Um, and now he's being used as a as a nickel while Avante Maddox is still injured. Um, but, yeah, I just I think that um, like for a for a, a general manager who has said that he values like the the locker room dynamics that uh, I don't know. I don't mm. know if he's the guy you commit to long term. All right. All right. And you know better than, than me
4: that they they seem to like to pay big, big men. That's where that's what the analytics say that to, to pay the linemen defense or offense. Yeah, I think that's a good point.
1: Go ahead, Zach.
3: No, I, I think that I, I hear Bo's point about them rewarding homegrown players and valuing that, but they want to pay premium. I, I mean, they'll pay premium players. They want good players, right? They'll, they'll let Derek Barnett walk and sign Hassan Redick, right? And now it's, it's not the same comparison as Epps and Garner Johnson. But the point is, is that they want high-end talent. And I think Arnold Johnson has the chance to be a high-end talent.
1: I also think like just the calculus of like you trade a fifth round for this guy, right? So you're not pot committed in any way. You got what you wanted out of him for one year. And you're going to have to pay a a lot of these guys. You're still trying to play the comp pick game a little bit. He's going to get a big deal. I don't know. we'll
4: we'll see. Mm. Yeah, could get tagged too.
1: Um, Just quickly uh, on on your guys' backgrounds, because I think there's a, a nice little segue here as I can try to needle. Um, I respect, Greg, that you've got the owls in the background. That's that's nice for a Birds with Friends tie-in. Uh, <laughs> you will notice that Zach is is all books. And and what I respect about both of you is uh, you both have uh, an unbelievable way to find time to read books during the season. But I wonder, uh, Greg, if you have any response to Zach's notion that he is, he is anti-fiction. He's all nonfiction. And uh, you are the opposite, I think.
4: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I read a little bit of nonfiction here and there, but I usually just find myself wishing it was, it was fiction when I'm doing it. I, although I've gone to like nonfiction audiobooks. That's a way to just squeeze in more. Um, why you don't like have empathy or interest in other humans, Zach? Or?
3: <laughs> no, I, I want to learn about other humans, and I think the difference between <laughs> fiction and nonfiction is fiction must stay within the confines of one's imagination, whereas Nonfiction, anything can occur. That's not my line, by the way. That's Sherlock Holmes' line. <laughs> um, uh, but it really uh, becomes famously a nonfiction. A famous, yes. yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, uh, point being that no, I I I like nonfiction. I I think that I don't learn much from fiction, and I try yeah. to read to learn. So uh, I I like fictional television programming. Like I don't just watch documentaries at home. Uh, most of the shows I watch, other than sports are of the fictional variety but when i read what about the human the human condition
4: zach yeah, yeah you know what about uh y- there's certain things you can say in fiction that, that somehow you you can't but that are that are truer and oh uh, just a little hint for you like most fiction is completely based on you know life <laughs> true so true it's like it's not that made up
3: <laughs> I, I i'm curious for greg someone who has experience doing a podcast with a real comedian what advice do you mm-hmm. have for someone who uh is i don't want to say a wannabe famously a
1: fan of comedy
3: (laughs) but but but, uh for someone who who likes the joke but you don't always you 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 can't always sell his jokes
4: yeah that Mm. that is i this is a really good question for me zach i um you realize, try don't try to outfunny the person that's funnier than you. So in that spot, you're talking about. Uh, I do a podcast with Anthony Jeselnik, who's who's a professional. The Jeselnik uh, and Rosenthal Vanity Project, it's called, and I've and I still fall into this trap. But trying to be funny to him, or even on that podcast, like intentionally, never works out well for me. And I still make that mistake. But uh, that's the mistake I make in, in life too. So. Just get the jokes. I mean, I think we, you know, you could work on that like a little bit. But, <laughs> but it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun when you don't. It's kind of fun when you don't.
1: All right. Why don't we do a Why don't we do a, a big picture playoff conversation by uh, by having now? I feel bad that this has turned into a
4: roast of uh, Zach, wow. but Bo Bo yeah, is yeah, I mean, genuinely funny. I, I he's just call quick. that Wednesday. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do
1: a big picture playoff conversation with a, a, an impromptu draft, if you will, indulge us, uh, Greg. Let's do. Uh, we'll draft. I guess twelve of the fourteen playoff teams, since there's three of us. Uh, just overall, how many wins they're going to have? That will be the, the tiebreaker. So no, no seed implications. But if the okay. you know if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, that's that's three points. And if the Niners do it, is this
4: going into Supercast? No, this is just a, this
1: is a separate game. We like to have separate games. Um, okay. So I'll give you the first pick, uh, unless you don't want it. But I feel like the the guest should should go first. Uh, Interesting. Oh, that, maybe that's, well, I'll wait. tell you what. You can pick your. You can pick your spot, because I think there, there's probably. I think one might be the worst spot.
4: Uh, I don't know why that would be. Wait. So, but can you pick
1: multiple teams to win the Super Bowl? Well, in, yeah, you're just picking the, the teams, team. and you'll get their combined. You'll oh, okay. get, you'll get your, okay. your whole roster. Those four okay. teams. Perfect. Are like a total. Total. Win. Perfect.
4: I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Mm, this is mm. tough. I'm going to go 49ers. Mm, uh, okay. And the, the only reason is I think that the Eagles have a better chance to make the Super Bowl, which is now the weirdly the the minority take, I think, out there, at least on my podcast. I don't know if this will be conventional. I think if the 49ers and the Eagles play in the NFC Championship, mm-hmm. more people will pick the 49ers. Uh, but they get one extra round yep. here, and the NFC is weaker, and I just would be stunned if the 49ers are not in the NFC championship. So to me, they're about as safe a team in the NFL that's playing this weekend to win two games. And I think they they could win the Super Bowl. They're one of like five or six teams. So uh that's that's my that's strategy.
1: why I well, that's why I said I think one might be the the tough spot because I think there's I think there's five teams that that okay. could probably do it. And so you don't get one coming back. But yeah, I think Basically. I think I think nineers make sense. Go so ahead this to is
3: that. gonna be on 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 brand here. I recognize that. Can you just explain the rules of the game again so i know exactly what i'm doing yes
1: okay we're all drafting
3: four teams yes okay and I, I got that part you yeah. will get a point for every win that your okay. teams have and so the, okay. the two one seeds yes.
1: are not getting any point
4: in the first round
3: gotcha well you have to
4: also update at, at least at the end of the season these this game someone has to keep track oh, yeah. you also have to tell the rules of swooper for me next next episode okay. that you we do can do that for me please yeah. Zach,
1: do you want to go or do you want to take another minute to understand
4: the rules? <laughs> no, I
3: understand the rules now. Okay. But I, I,
1: I'll, I will let you go. I, I like the three.
3: Okay. Um,
1: I guess I guess I'm going to take the Bills. Um, because oh. I think I think it's a three-team race in the AFC. Obviously, I think those are the three best teams in football right now. Uh, but they've got an easy win this week, and then there's a chance, and then I mean they get to play the Bengals at home, and then who knows what happens in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs? I think. I would bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl if I had to pick a team, but the Bills get that get that home game against the Bengals, uh, and so I'll take the Bills. It feels like their their whole season. I mean, aside from the Demar Hamlin thing, has sort of been like preamble to the playoffs.
3: This is what they've been been building to for over a year. Uh, okay, so I'm up here, and I'm gonna go with the Bengals and the Chiefs. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs are gonna win the Super Bowl. So that that gives me three wins if I think that happens, and I think the Bengals have a good chance of winning this weekend. So, so there's one win there, and they have the best, or, or, or they have a good chance of making a run from the opening round. So Bengals and Chiefs.
1: Okay, that makes my pick easy. I will take the Eagles.
4: I mean, I don't know about the fact that the Eagles got taken fifth on the. <laughs> Birds with friends. Listen, this is this is the same. I uh, thought of just playing to the audience and taking them first overall. I am annoyed. Uh look, I think if you put everyone on a neutral field right now, it, those top five teams would all be under two and a half points, like in terms of a point spread, and they'd all be very I close so to too. me. That said, just personally, in my heart, I actually think the Bengals might be like a half a point point favored over everyone just in terms of how complete they are and how they're playing right now. They might be the best team. Now they have like the hardest path because they'd have to win in Buffalo and potentially Kansas city, but I think they might be
1: the best. Yeah. I I sort of agree with you. Um, Mm. And that's why, I mean, no, no one's like, no one's really complaining about, you know, the aftermath of the DeMar Hamlin thing, but like, they probably like they very well, you know, their their win probability in the middle of that game, right, was probably close to 60 percent. They probably, you know, they had a chance to win that game. Then they would have been the two seed. Then they would have had a home game. I don't know. It's just it's unfortunate. Although
4: they've gone a, they've gone a little extra with like the yeah, kind of and thing, making yeah. the yeah. whole thing about the coin flip when it probably wasn't ever going to matter in the first place. And yes, like it, it's unfortunate that game didn't wasn't played, of course, uh, but it took about three days for everyone to totally lose perspective yeah. uh, again. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys, I guess, because yep. they, they would be the other team. If the Ravens had Lamar Jackson, I could see the Ravens winning the Super Bowl and like one out of every 20 season, you know, playoff tournaments played or something yep. like that. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys. And uh, I, I am a little worried as like a quasi Eagles
1: fan about the a Cowboys Eagles matchup in the divisional. I think it's reasonable. I think that is for the for the four possible opponents for the eagles i think it's definitely the, the cowboys that is the most worrisome i don't know if Zach- i feel like either the cowboys will lose this game
4: and it might not even be close or they'll beat the eagles it'll be like one or the other and i actually would lean on them like losing this game uh to the bucks but I'll, so, still, I'll still it's so take possible them here and then you know then they yeah. then they clean shop uh you get to go again oh that's right I, i'll take the chargers mm. i'm not gonna put too much in the week 18. Like I said, I think it's it was weird. They are healthier than they've been all season, assuming Mike Williams is okay. Their offensive line is actually playing pretty well. They have a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And something about those Staley game plans late in the season, it felt like they're like a veteran team who kind of figured out what he wanted and he changes what he does every week so much, and they finally sort of like are able to do that, that they're pretty dangerous. And I think they're kind of like the Cowboys are for the Eagles is what they are for the chiefs. I don't think I know the chiefs always win those games, but they always come down to like the last second
1: in some crazy Mahomes play. Uh, I'm going to take a team that I, I think is, has a very good chance to lose this weekend. But if I'm talking myself into a team that can get two wins, uh, I will take the home field advantage uh, for the Vikings. And uh, I mean, they probably get blown up by the Niners, but I also think there's the, uh, the season of destiny possibility where the the Vikings win three straight games by three points and then lose in the Super Bowl by 40.
4: Mm. <laughs> I see that. Hmm. I'm picking him to lose this yeah. week. I had to I had to file my picks today. I write them on it's kind of that's a, a good week.
3: scenario for the Eagles then, right? Because then you face
4: It's the kind top. of like the lame trend. Yeah, that's true. That would be the best case scenario for the Eagles is they they essentially get the easier path. Otherwise, the Vic, the, the 49ers get the easier path in, in the divisional round. It, it feels like it's the trendy pick though, which mm-hmm. is always wrong, so that's not good. All right, Zach.
3: So I I will go Bucks, I guess here. Yeah. Um, you know, they have Brady you never know, resets. I saw Byron Leftwich say today they're as healthy as they've been since OTAs. I don't know if that will mean anything, but uh, they have a Look at reasonable just- chance. Byron Leftwich press conferences on a Wednesday. I-, I didn't watch it. I just saw the headline, okay. honestly, um, which which kind of goes against my view of reading stuff, but it, it, it scrolled across. Um, and then this is this is tough. I mean... You know, I I like this Ravens team. I was discouraged by the news today about Lamar Jackson. I think if Lamar were were healthier, that's that's a dark horse for a team that that could make a run. If if there's any chance, I, I mean, let me see here. They're they're what they're plus thirty seven hundred to win it all. Um, you trying, you're trying pff- you're trying to go all the way. I like that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm deciding between them and Jacksonville here. And uh, I guess, I guess I think Jacksonville has a better chance of winning a game this weekend. Jacksonville has a better chance of, of getting one win. So I will go. What's I, I see? Greg making, making a face.
4: Well, I mean, I feel like you already handed the card. It sounded like a, they were walking up <laughs> Sorry, to the, I, state, I, I, the, I was the podium that, here.
3: I was, I was thinking out loud. Uh, I was just trying to I, in, instead of like being silent while I think which I yeah. typically try to do. I thought that makes for bad, pad for bad <laughs> podcasting in particular for our audio listeners. So I'm trying to workshop what I'm thinking here. Uh, I'm good going job with, continuing Jag- with that
1: thread. Yeah. I with- Okay, I'm going, Jags.
3: Yeah. I'm going Jags.
1: I wanted the Jags. I think that's I actually good. think the, Jags yeah, that's a better pick. Uh, I think they're going to beat the Chargers. I but- did
3: listen to Doug on Chris Long's podcast. So it was like was nine like,
1: minutes of yeah. ice cream talk. Uh, i don't i don't love it i mean i feel like all these these teams are drawing dead here left we've got the seahawks the ravens and the uh and the dolphins i'm certainly not going to take skylar thompson um i'm sorry to do this to you greg i think i'm going to take gino just because i think that's a slightly better chance and the than tyler huntley um pulling off an upset this weekend in their in their third matchup well hi I I
4: actually disagree. I I'll take the Ra- Ravens if it's. I guess I have the last two teams here. Oh yeah, before. that's it. We're, we're, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna leave the other two off. We don't need we don't need
1: the. Okay, the fourteen.
4: I I would I would have taken the Ravens next, but the thing is Tyler Huntley is not even throwing right. at practice right now, and so then it's Anthony Brown. I actually I thought the Ravens that was a tough matchup, kind of like division matchups for the better team. I feel like it almost goes against them, and if you watch what their defense did last weekend. They played great. They're sort of built to stop Cincinnati more than any team in the NFL, maybe other than the 49ers, I guess, but maybe even more so because they're like big and rangy and versatile on the outside, but, but they're starting Anthony Brown. Yeah, man. So like that's <laughs> quarterback. It's a little hard to see that, but I could see them holding the Bengals to like 20 points, which I'm not sure any other team yeah. is going to All right. I have
1: one last self-indulgent question for you, Greg. Um, we've got okay. the, uh, we've got the, the Australian open starting on Monday. And every mm-hmm. year now, uh, my brother and I do a draft uh, with each other of 32 men and women and it's, it's total uh, wins in the majors, just the four majors, but you got to draft it before the Australian Open. And Are there any like up and comers, late, late people on either side who have uh, peaked your, gotten your attention? Because I have not been paying I mean, attention. I mean, want, I want yeah.
4: in on this. I want in on this right. draft uh we can make it a three-way really have to yeah i'd have to think like deeper uh seb corda who's been Um, a young american coming up for a minute and was a disappointment last year has come out this year looking looking like a house on fire he might be a a good long-term uh bet to rise in the rankings i'm a big casakina fan uh on the on the women's side although she's ranked pretty high now she's not like how under the radar are you looking for
1: here anybody who's 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 grabbed your attention uh
4: who was the uh yeah.
1: uh she she we were she was drafted last year but you had a was it shinwen Zhang the uh the chinese woman oh shit shinwen
4: jang yeah. yeah oh yeah she's good. she she doesn't she's 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 already have some yeah. injury issues i do worry a little bit like the first year that they have like the magazine shoots mm. all off season um sometimes the next year doesn't go as well and she's definitely been doing that but uh yeah i'm a big i think we've lost zach i think yeah i no one no (laughs) one cares about this part of the podcast right (laughs) all right
3: supposedly all the other parts of the podcast that
4: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) is that's right i think i think ans jabor gets it done though this year i think she does
1: back
3: up her
4: her great uh 2020 Two and actually wins a grand. I was. I had no
1: idea until I just looked today to see what was going on. That that Alcaraz is going to be out for the Australian. That's that's a bummer.
3: I am curious. That's you nice, yeah. you rip on me for watching college football. Who has time to watch these college football games? Meanwhile, you're watching opening round tennis matches. of uh, the Australian Yeah, two
1: Openers. two weeks at a time, over the spread over the course of eight weeks yeah. over the course of the year. Yeah, it's great. It, it's, perfect, it's perfect, Zach, because it starts.
4: It's in Australia. The like matches start, well, especially on the west coast, at, at night, essentially our time. Football is just about you know relaxing. There's less games, and it's just. And then it's it's kind of unimportant. What by the time also we're start uh,
1: perfect for um, when you've got a newborn baby waking up in the middle. Which we which I don't have, but when mm-hmm. when Casey was a little one, un- perfect for middle of the night. So, all right. Greg Rosenthal, you've been very generous with your time. Thank you for uh, for joining us. You can follow Greg on Twitter. Check him out on NFL.com. Listen to the ATN podcast. And that will do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks again to Greg Rosenthal for joining us. Thanks to uh, all of you for watching live. We will be back with you early next week once we know who the Eagles are going to play in the divisional round. And so for Zach and Marissa and Rachel and Michael and Emily Thank you for listening and watching And as always We love you